and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast, the fastest growing conservative, evangelical, charismatic, Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. I'm joined today by the Reverend Ben Warby, who's back from his holidays Greetings. in the exotic holiday destination of New Kensington. Yes. I'm sure, it was lovely. And Robert Fire. Hi, everybody. Organist, choir master, church tap dancer, Ooh, wow. doing a little chair dance. There's Los Yetis. Fade into the background. Who will read for us, please, from James chapter 2? I would love to read for us. As soon as the last kidneys are done. Oh, they're nearly done. They've gone. Okay. (laughs) James 2, starting at verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If there's a sort of archetypal bit of James that stands out that people think about whenever they think about James it would be this passage yeah and if there was something that irritated Luther more than any other part of James (laughs) it would be this passage and one of the tensions that we've raised in in these discussions I think is that whole interplay between faith and works yeah because we know that we're saved we're justified by grace through faith alone and not through our works and here is James seemingly destroying half of what Paul says. Yeah, verse 24 says explicitly, you can see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Right. (laughs) So we've got something to unpack here. Yeah. And uh, maybe the Reformation got it wrong. Maybe, you know, people have raised questions. I mean, Luther said James shouldn't be in the Bible because of this. So let's try and unpack some of this see where it goes let's read the bible hermeneutically and understand that it's not contradicting itself it's amplifying itself mm-hmm. but what's going on because this looks difficult well i think starting at the beginning just looking at his introduction that faith must have works mm-hmm. to these two are not opposite they're not uh, intention, but they're they're married to each other. Okay. They they belong together. They complement and complete each other. Um, because it's no good if someone says they have faith but don't express it through works. Um, 
can that faith save him? He says. So yeah. he's he's viewing that faith as insufficient to save, uh, because a faith that is not expressed through works is and, insufficient. And is he even saying it's not even really a faith? So yeah, yeah. verse seventeen, a faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. I.e., mm. you're calling it a faith, but it's not really a faith. Yeah, zombie faith maybe. Zombie faith. <laughs> yeah, because it's you know so there's this little illustration James does these all the time right uh, you know if your brother this is verse 15 the brother or sister is poorly clothed lacking in daily food if you say to them go in peace be warmed and filled <laughs> cheerio without giving them the things they need what good is that and and so it's what's the modern equivalent I'll pray for you mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers yeah yeah and I uh one of the things that's been popping up a lot more in our culture in the last few years is this idea of virtue signaling, mm-hmm. um, it, where someone will just, all you have to do is change your profile picture on Facebook or say some perfunctory words that show that you care. And that's enough to show the world that you're a virtuous person, that you are a caring person, but you're not required to go anything beyond that. It's mostly about signaling to the world mm. that you're a good person and trying to look look like a good person right to people um so yeah right and we and we we kind of deal with this often particularly at Christ Church I think our mission as we've seen it for the last uh few years that we've worked together has been to dismantle a culture of works-based righteousness mm-hmm. whereby the default understanding in the Anglican expression in America has often been, well, I need to do these things properly and then God will love me. And we've really tried to go to town on that and say that in the words of Bishop Jim, this has become uh, Catholicized paganism. Mm. Uh, we have become a bit obsessed with the trappings of church and thought, well, we need to get the trappings of church right. Otherwise, you know, we're not saved. And we've tried to dismantle that week by week by week by saying no 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 we're saved by grace jesus loves you it's his work on the cross that saves you it's not your works it's not your good deeds that save you and so i wonder if james here is introducing a counterpoint to that to make sure that we don't swing too far into just lying in bed doing nothing and saying yeah well i've turned my faith into a bit of magic Mm. (laughs) is that what's going on he's trying to stop us just from saying, oh, well, Jesus saves me and I don't need to do anything. Well, I think it's good to have that balance, right? And it's right that you bring that up. I just think um, it's, it's important to keep in mind what, what the starting point is, right? Is my starting point works that are trying to earn me something or is my starting point faith <clears throat> that is all Christ all grace and then my response to that as now a a saved person and dwelt by the spirit who is now spending time in the word spending time with christ wanting to become an apprentice of his Mm. spirit filled now i'm working that out and right and 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 serving people and and my works are a result now of that not me trying to attain something mm-hmm. salvation right you, it's a you've response talked, you talked about response and apprenticeship a lot and you ben have talked about formation 
And I guess I've used the word discipleship, which is a bit more old fashioned and weird and often argued about by ministers about what it really even is. Mm. And, but they're amounting to the same sort of thing, yes. right? We're going to be doing something with our faith yeah. and, and the using of our faith grows our faith. Yeah. And I, I feel like James is using the word faith slightly differently than like Paul uses it. Mm-hmm. Because he's saying that faith has to be uh, expressed through these works. It has to be complemented by these works to be alive, to be anything that, that saves you. Whereas Paul just says you're justified by faith in Christ. And he has a more complete and holistic view of that word. Mm. And I think James is is using kind of a maybe a diminutive form of the word in in how he's expressing it in and how it needs to be complemented and expressed through works. Um, so I don't think James is contradicting Paul no. here, but I think they're going about I think what James is saying, faith plus works equals what Paul is saying completely by about faith in Christ. Well, that would make sense. Verse 18, someone will say, you have faith and I have works. And I think the little quotes there are saying, here's this maxim or aphorism that's yeah, going around yeah. the town that's wrong. Uh, show me your faith apart from your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. Yeah. So you want to know if someone really has a faith, then look at what they do. Or in his faith, just an acknowledgement that something is is real yeah like the demons would say (laughs) yes yeah yeah right or is is this something that i actually lean in on and trust myself right right it's not just an acknowledgement oh yes i believe in god right satan believes in god right demons believe in god they don't like him but they do believe he's real in fact they probably know more about him than i do (laughs) right well i think a lot of us rest on that kind of intellectual uh like yeah i believe that god is real that's something i intellectually assent to mm-hmm. and can agree with. Yes. But I, I think when we're talking about faith, when we're talking about belief in the scripture, it's a much deeper idea than that. Like when we say, I believe with the creed, I believe in God, the father. Mm. And like, I think it's much more than just about, I believe this with my mind. It's like, I'm staking my life on this. Right. I trust it. I trust in this with everything I've got. And that's going to impact everything about me and all that I do. Yeah. It's, it's a statement of relying upon. Mm-hmm. And when, uh, you know, James has talked hitherto about the, you know, Jesus, Jesus being the Lord of glory, that's the beginning of chapter two. Is Jesus Lord? Mm-hmm. Is he your Lord? Mm-hmm. Not just is he someone rather impressive to talk about, but is he, is he actually in charge of you? Yeah. Which then touches every area. There's no compartmentalization. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Right. And every area of, of your life. Yes. Right. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. That's really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Particularly as he's attacked religiosity, which might be limited to a place or a time. Go to a specific place to do certain things in the right way, in the right order. Yeah. And James is saying a real faith is, is lived out in your life all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's practical and it goes with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's really interesting the, the context in which James is talking to in verse 18. Like you say you have faith and I have works. 
like people are trying to divide those two mm. and 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 divorce something that God is meant to be married and, mm. and and united like faith should not exist without works and works should not exist apart from the faith that, that drives it right um, and we're so prone to try to divorce those and to just oh, yeah. trust in the things that I do whether it's it's the good things or the religious things or to just trust in my faith that doesn't need to be expressed or lived out. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many times have you heard this? Uh, I'm a spiritual person. Yeah. Spiritual, not religious. Uh, yeah. I I do, you know, I, church for me is walking in the woods. Church for me is being at home. Right. Church for me is a beautiful mountain. Church for me is... And it's always church for me. Yeah. Which is not church. Yeah. And I think, again, in the previous passage, he uses this word assembly, which which really is actually the New Testament word for church. Yeah. Um, ecclesia, ecclesial, it's together, it's a group of people. And yeah. not not a building, a group of people. And faith is not an individual, uh, like you said, intellectual thing that you are sent to. Mm-hmm. It's lived out in yeah. the body. I, I like how succinctly he says it with the example of Abraham. In verse 22, he concludes, you see that faith was active along with his works. And faith was completed by his works. Um, I find that a helpful, just succinct phrase to say, like, yeah, these belong together. And mm. and these can't exist apart from each other. Faith and works. They go together. Mm-hmm. You do get the feeling with, you know, references to Abraham and Rahab, that this is a group of people that knows its Old Testament. Right? Yes. Yeah. So you could almost play with this image, Abraham and Rahab, and say, well, what if, what if they just had the faith without the works? Then what would have happened? <laughs> you know, Rahab, if she'd, if she'd just ignored the, the messengers and said, well, you know, I like the look of you, <laughs> but I'm doing church on my own. Yeah. Go away. I believe in what you're doing, but it's your thing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, either her or, or Abraham, if they had just, if they'd not acted out their faith, it would have destroyed the family of God. Right. And it would have broken the line that led to Jesus as the fulfillment of the promise. These are his ancestors. Yeah. Yeah. And not the best of people either. No. No. <laughs> a pimp and a prostitute, actually, Abraham <laughs> and Rahab. <laughs> it's, it's a very interesting thing. Okay, but that's good because we're talking about works. And here we've got two examples from... History, biblical history, who are, they did the right thing, but they're less than perfect people. Yeah. So what's that telling us? Mm. Well, that we're all busticated. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Busticated. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Do you know, to, do you know what to be rusticated means? Mm-mm. It's to be thrown out of an Oxford college. If you're at university in Oxford, to be rusticated wow. means to be sent away. I don't even know what bustificated. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what bustificated is. That's, That's got to be something yeah. entirely. It's different. even fancier than whatever you said. <laughs> well, the more syllables. I yes. Mean, it's it's what you it's what happens to you if you've been pontificating. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been caught pontificating. You've been bustificated. Yeah, I'm not sure that's it. Our listener will be edified by this. Yes. 
it's a fun passage. Uh, I gave it to, to Ben Hughes to preach. And in some <laughs> respects, it's kind of the, the straightest talking passage we've had so far. We've given James a little bit of stick for his uh, um, quantum physics jazz style of writing. <laughs> but this is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anything else? This is a record short podcast because James well, just, is super I think it would be good to remember on the flip side that sitting at church once a week and not being out doing things like if the church was being the church out in the world mm. how important is that and how has the view of the church been harmed through the years by a lot of talking and not a lot of yeah. doing yeah and I, I appreciate like in our whenever we do say the post-communion prayer uh, which is not as often these days but the post-communion prayer in our liturgy asks the Lord to send us out into the world to do the work you've given us to do. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're here in church to be filled so that we can be sent out um, and to be the church in the world. Um, and you can't have one without the other. And that is a part of the apprenticeship, discipleship formation process yeah. is that we come in, we go out. Yeah. And how great that we have homes that we could use. How great that we have offices that we work in where the Lord can use us. And people are watching, aren't they? And that's the, that's the real thing, that unfairly, perhaps, Christians will be held to a different standard in the workplace or the neighbourhood. Well, you call yourself a Christian and you do this thing. So people are hoping or expecting, they're probably hoping actually we fail, but they are presenting as having an expectation that our faith will work. Yeah. Like that's what the pagans expect of us. When you call yourself a person of faith, well, what are you doing with it? Yeah. That, isn't it interesting that mm -hmm. our non-believing friends can expect that of us? Hmm. It would be a trick of the devil to have us reduce our faith merely to what we can consume and know. Even the demons believe and shudder. Yeah. We're believing and we're not shuddering. Yeah. <laughs> Our belief isn't even as good as theirs. Yeah. Mm. Is there a Wolpian crescendo now that you're back? Uh, you know, I think I need, I'm rusty. I need to warm back up maybe next week. <laughs> You've been rusticated. Rusticated. <laughs> <laughs> There's the crescendo. There That's it the is. closing point. Well, thanks for joining us, Church. <laughs> this has been a podcast of Christ Church Fox Chapel. The Los Yetis will start to fade in. Here they are again. Aren't they wonderful? And I hope that you join us again next week. Thank you for joining us this week. It's a pleasure to have Robert and Ben with me. We love you. We'll see you soon. God bless. Hey! hey! Ah! <laughs> it's so hard to do. Bye.